Hi, this is Dave DeVries, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collector Podcast. Aren't you lucky? Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards, Norin. Yes. Welcome to the Make Your Own Grading Company acronym generator game. So, Norin, what... Is the first initial of your first pet? S. S for sugar. S S for silver. Okay, that's good. What's the first initial of the surname of your first lover? Wow, we never got to know each other that well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, Let's say, <laughs> Let's say R. Let's say R. Oh my goodness, mate. Norin, what's the first yeah. initial of the word goat? If it's still the same, it's G, son. You answered SRG. <laughs> That's good. SRG. I, Congratulations. I can see you just played the Make Your Own Grading Company acronym generator game. <laughs> Done. Oh, we like it. Now start the bloody episode and remember to endure collecting. It, it's, it's enjoy. It's enjoy. I enjoy think, collecting. I can't, I can't be doing with these people. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, it's just not there yet. How long were you on that website playing with that? <laughs> I've had so much fun with that website. <laughs> I've, I've had it. I've had it say nice things to me because I've needed. Nice oh, that's nice. Yes, yeah, that, that's good. Um, so, like a yes. comfort AI. I yeah, love it. Yeah. So, excuse the, excuse the slightly cheeky intro. I just thought, <laughs> SRG, let's make up another grading company. <laughs> <laughs> let's just get another one out there. As if the world needs any more. Anyway, um, <laughs> is I'm, I'm being cheeky. I know I am. It's not aimed at anyone. Calm your tits. Everybody, calm your tits. Doesn't matter if you get graded. With a mattress on top of it. Just calm your tits. Anyway, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> you know My what? Defense, I did not know this was happening today. <laughs> it is hilarious, though. <laughs> it is hilarious. And you know what? We've got cause to celebrate today because today, we uh, as we record, so it's going to be weeks later, and if he listens, and if he does listen, he's going to be thinking, oh, well, well, I've got it for next year. But it's Dave DeVries' birthday today. Hey, Dave! Um, so, which is why you heard him at the top of this episode. I thought, what better way to celebrate, even though this it. episode is now to a week after his birthday. But anyway, Dave, it's, it's always our birthday because your work is with us. And, always, buddy. Uh, you've, you've blessed us with uh, both your presence on this podcast, your intro at the top of this episode, and the awesome <laughs> giddy heights of your work on... Uh, yes. Marvel Masterpieces 95 Flair Ultra Spider-Man I think he was on that and he was certainly on Flair so 2019 I think he's been on yes. a few others but I can never remember what sets he's on it's like you throw a rock they're always good they're been. always so good hmm. so um, Dave is um, uh, a very useful 32 years old today 
Um, so I'm sure he'll thank me for saying that. He's 32. He's, he's 32. He was. He was. I thought he was 23. Uh, no, no, no. That, but that would have made him embryonic when he did Masterpieces 95, at least when he's 32. Hey, genius he was is genius. <laughs> genius is genius, sir. Mm. Okay. Actually, let me just do some sums in my head. Right, it's 2022. Okay. I know how old he is because I'm friends with him on Facebook, but I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't know if it's Perf. I don't know his public knowledge. So, hang on, let me just... <laughs> Goodness me, he was really young when he did Masterpieces. <laughs> He was really young. He was really young. Uh, they all were, probably. Um, so, anyway, I remember when I was that age, I certainly wasn't getting work like that done. Um, <clears throat> I didn't mean. see the light, the light of day. I was mostly just in my room. Mm, mm. Emo. A, what? Yes. Emo rat. I, I was definitely, I was very emo. I had, like, eyeshadow, hair in front of my eyes. Emo rat. Moping around, Sorry. going to graveyards, uh. midday. I was, I was hardcore like that. I didn't wait until nighttime. So pretty much like Tobey Maguire's Crashing character in funerals. Spider-Man 3, yeah? Exactly. You get it. Mm, yeah, good. Um, so today today is the, and I should have got the speech generator to do this, but quite frankly, I've had enough of her since she got enjoy collecting wrong. Um, today is the 2022, the MCC pod, Hobby Questions Metal Universe Annual Masterpieces. I think it's going to catch on. Yeah. Well, listen, we need set names to become longer and longer. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you're listening to me up a deck, you can make them a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah, you can make them a little bit longer, some of these set names. Um, I'm in a feisty mood today because um, we are true collectors here on the MCC pod. Uh, don't even get <laughs> I'm in a really feisty mood today. I, you are you know in a feisty mood. That's I three am, things. I am literally. I am. I am, and I'll, I'll bleep this. I'm no <laughs> given Taylor because I'm fed up with being nice to people who are just arsy and rude and um, self entitled. I've kind of had enough of it uh, this week. Um, I'm over it. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's been it's been a been crazy week, loads. man. Yeah, people have been arguing loads. People have been posting a lot. really defensive. Stroke off. I was called things. a lot of really great names. I don't know yeah. if, if that, yeah. So that was exciting. And it's just but like, grow up. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's very funny. I kind of forgot about it. Um, oh, sorry. So much is going, no, 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 don't apologize. So much is going on in the hobby, like exciting things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. uh, there's things happening at card shows now. Mm-hmm. People are talking about Marvel in an exciting way. I, I, I'm, I'm excited for the future, to be honest. I think it's going to be great. I think there's a lot of fun things coming down the pipeline. Yeah, I am as well. And, you know, someone put it very nicely to me in, in a message today and said, listen, sports went through this. It's growing pains. And I'd like to think that's the case. Um, I is, think so too. Which is absolutely great. I just, I just, uh, yeah, it's just. There's a lot of cool people in the hobby. You know, I was a lot talking of cool people to. people in the um, hobby. Just need more of them to get I, along with each other. Yeah. I was talking to um, our resident Namor collector. <gasps> He's got a question yeah. in. He does? Uh, he has a question in. So we'll start with his. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Please. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, you were talking to... Um, Sorry, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, anyway, yeah, quick story. I was talking to, to the resident Namor collector, and yeah, so crazy to see him, like, getting cards and, and building up the character collection, and mm. it's so fun to see that, because, like, you know, you and I have been doing this stuff for a long time, and to see mm. someone's like, oh, this is genius. <laughs> like, absolutely truly love it and like making their list and all that stuff i mean like that's the stuff i was always excited to see 
grow in popularity. Like I'm excited to see what new characters are like claimed and collected and, and people yeah. are like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And you know what I mean? To see yeah. people get those master collections. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I don't know. Looks it, look, future is looking good. I, I think it, I think it is as well. And I think, I think you, you touched on something there actually, which kind of feeds into what are the questions that we've got going. So uh, we'll pop a pin in that. Do me your pop a pin noise. At least you're good at that. There we go. Lovely stuff. So let me find the question from uh, Namorita. He probably won't thank me for calling him that, but I'm still going to find the question. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Miles. (laughs) You can't take me anywhere. Um, (laughs) It's not true, actually. You can take me to a nice steak restaurant. Um, I plan on it. I've just got to find the question. Sorry, I I posted this on uh, MMC. I posted this on MCCW and then I reposted it on MCCW. So I've got three different (laughs) posts to look at. And of course, since I last opened this, all three of my browser windows have completely refreshed. Um, Let me just find this question. Miles, Miles, Miles. Miles. Um, I have a question. Uh, Good, because it is hobby questions. Um, Why don't they show, besides sketch card artists, the character they did? So when looking at a database, we kind of know if our faves are in a set or not. I've been having a heck of a time trying to catalogue what set art is in or not. Well, (laughs) yeah, welcome welcome to to the... yeah. One of the most challenging things. Uh, they, they don't do it because, well, they've actually told us before on an episode um, when we had uh, Daniel Machado uh, from uh, that's right that site. Um, is it's basically a lot of the time it's just impossible for them to 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 do with, with a volume of sketches. They don't know what will and won't be approved necessarily at the time. They might mm-hmm. be needing to load them onto the system, um, and they also might not necessarily get it right. Um, you know, yeah. quite a lot. how many times do we have people posting group? Like, what character is this sketch? It's pretty bad, and I think that's I don't know that that for me is a huge problem in the hobby. Like, mm. you know, I, for some reason, and we all having we also are having characters mislabeled when they print them on cards. Oh, on regular cards, not on sketches. regular cards, yeah, not yeah, yeah. sketches. Mm. Um, they really need to have someone who oversees. Like, I know the design department is probably shared amongst like different things but i i would i would think it would be really smart to have someone in there with the vast knowledge of marvel characters yeah and just like Mm -hmm. and also have a library of what art has already been used for certain cards like i was talking to a sports collector and i can't remember their name now so i'm sorry my friend i I don't don't know why i blanked on it right now but they were telling me it was like you think marvel's bad with repeated images you have no idea how bad it is in sports um which makes a lot of sense but i think the the issue there is that Marvel is about the art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sports is very much about the design of the card. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and arguably you could say the picture too, but I think people look at stats, they look at design. I think there are some things that kind of play maybe like more evenly with sports cards than just the image, it's but I really a, do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Evenly. Evenly yeah. is what it's I mean. It's more of a trinity of things with it. With with there the we go. Cards. You know, you've got yeah. the image of the cat. You've got the image of the character. I was going to say, of course, they're not characters. Well, I guess some of them are characters. Um, <laughs> oh, that Tom Brady is a character. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever said that about Tom Brady. Anyway, but um, can you hear her maybe. first? Um, but um, but then yeah, but then you've got the stats on the back. And then you've got the kind of design of the card, you know, and they all the design, hold, the foiling, all, those three auto pillars placement. are quite, yeah. Yeah, there seems to be quite a bit of things that are on that on that top uh, shelf of things that you're looking at when you're getting a sports card. Yeah. But Marvel cards, man, like comic cards are just needed to have 
you know, it's the art, it's the character, just the depiction of the character. It's the costume. So much is about the picture there and the the artwork itself. So I don't know. I think there definitely should be some kind of design check or a design head where they can actually like double check everything, think about it or, and have a library of cards that they've done in the past. Yeah. 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 You know, just so they understand what they're referencing. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many, um, there's so many sketches on, on EPAC and on Com C and how many times have both you and I just gone through them? Like, like clicking on the artist, opening it yep. up, looking, seeing if our character's there. Nope. Right. Next artist. And you, you just work through it. Yeah. You just work through it. And um, you know and what? You, there is a, Miles, you know, that's, that's <laughs> not going to go yeah. away anytime soon. And you know, the other thing to think about uh, for everybody out there, it's actually really good that it, they don't name it right away because i found some really great hidden gems just because people didn't take the time yeah um for certain cards and characters and it sucks it would be easier to search because i would just yeah. gobble everything up but yeah. and on, on the other hand things kind of stay hidden for a little bit longer mm-hmm. if you're the more persistent co- uh, collector i've um it works the other way around I, i've lost count of the number of um ebay searches that have been triggered by someone l- labeling a sketch yes. of black cat um shadow cat often gets uh mislabeled Oof. um who else um uh, spider woman and there's one uh there's one other that gets mislabeled quite regularly but black widow her older costume uh, i often get people who don't know marvel that well think uh, go black cat with it i only have to worry about ice man so well, yeah. There was that. At least you have to worry about cloud. Oh, about that cloud. 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 Uh, no, I That was a risque looking card in ages, right? Cloud. I, that, I, I don't even want to the... go there. It's possibly my. It's yeah. possibly. It's possibly my worst card of the year award for last year. The photo like, close up card like, of cloud. Wait, Cloud is a is a woman though, right? I've no idea. I don't care. It's a photo <laughs> close up card of a of a of a rather poorly chosen piece of art from the stock image yeah, library. It's like that's it's true. Like, that's true. Forget that's true. about it. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, um, uh, just under miles, um, not literally, of course. That'd be filthy. Um, David Bryson asks. We've seen worse. Um, <laughs> frequently, why are there sets that have numbered card out of say seventy five? Okay, we'll say seventy five, and they are not more sought after and are still easy to pick up. There are some great sets and cards like Marvel seventy fifth anniversary that can still be bought for reasonable price. I feel unless it say says PMG on it, people don't really care if it's number unless it's a one of one. Do people not like that only? Um, card number X of X amount of people can complete a set and don't try to collect numbered cards. Well, hmm. I'm going to I'm going to give you my cynical response first of all. Get cynical. My cynical response first of all is because people haven't started shouting about them loud enough on the influence channels. Damn, you are feisty today. Oh, you are you're steaming, man. Um, I see a little steam coming off. Anyway, but um, I will say on that one, um, I'm. I'm not sure they are quite so easy to pick up. Um, I certainly haven't seen. Uh, there's a Black Cat Marvel 75th one uh, that's numbered mm-hmm. that I've had for a number. Of, in fact, I have, I have picked it up card. relatively. Yeah, I love 75th gold those borders. Gold borders. Those are the, those are amazing cards. I love those cards a lot. Um, I haven't seen one pop up for a long time. They all got picked up. Yeah, they all got picked up. So that's the thing. I think you can still pick up some stuff from those sets, but I think actually completing a set is pretty t- 
pretty difficult now because there's pretty enough tough. character and, and, and the, out there. And the Marvel 75th gold border set too happens across three different sets, mm. that insert. Isn't that correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Divas, 75th. Uh, Dangerous Divas 2. I think it's Women of Marvel 2. You would know better, yeah. I think, I want to say. Um, and then, and then, of course, the Marvel 75th anniversary set came out with a... I don't Gorgeous, think that yeah. numbered... Anyway. They're uh, gorgeous. I mean, they're beautiful. They and comic cuts are number two. And and even the comic cuts that are not numbered, mm-hmm. um, they have tier of rarity. So if you look up the website and look up the yeah. checklist, you can see yeah. how many actually exist of them each, yeah. even though the hard number is not on the back. Yeah. But, you know, the other part of this, too, is, is like Ian said, there is exposure and there's hype trains and all that other stuff. But I think the real issue is because right now what's happening in the hobby is that people are speculating from a mindset of okay this makes sense in my world you know sports world so it has to make sense here yeah because this is very much the wild wild west for a lot of people and and people are looking at the marvel world and saying okay i have no idea where to start but i have to feel comfortable if i'm going to spend x amount of dollars yeah and that's fair i honestly you know what i know yeah and, and i'm honestly i'm not mad at that at all i think it's great you know um rising tide rises all boats type of thing. You know, I've been hearing that phrase a lot around the hobby. Um, I think what's good for people who are looking at Marvel cards and they're like, yes, PMGs are nice. I like them, but I'm looking at other cards and I'm thinking, I love this stuff. Uh, I think the right move for you is to do kind of what like a lot of other really smart people are doing around the hobby. Um, you know, a lot of some people, even on Instagram are giving exposure to different kind of like sets and things yeah. because they know people are getting priced out, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think the best thing for you to do is to kind of, the truth is this, this is the hard, this is the rule, right. To make you feel more comfortable. If that's, if that's really what the question is, cause that's what would be my question, right? It's like, I, I personally, and you know, I don't, I don't think Ian disagrees, um, but I personally don't i'd i would love to buy everything i've ever liked <laughs> i really would because i love all marvel I, like i, I re- tried doing that you it tried work unless it's, you it's, earn a lot more than i do <laughs> yeah and that and that's what happened with me is that i i found out very quickly that just because i got something i liked does it basically extinguished my hobby fund and when that happened then something i really wanted slash needed for my collector mind I couldn't afford. And that was my biggest worry. So it does suck. And I do get caught up in new sets always. And then inevitably new sets come out, cards get shaken out of trees. And then yeah. suddenly something I thought I'd never see pops up on eBay. Who's and I have cards to make, in trees? you know, these bastards, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so that's, that's the trick too. You know, I think, I think if you are going to go for something, the best way to do it, Anything hard numbered, you're not going to lose, in my opinion, you know, and everything can go to crap and I'm still going to be collecting. And I'm not going to care. So understand it from coming from that bias. You know what I mean? If everything crashed and no one wanted Marvel cards again, I will pick up every Silver Surfer card I'll ever find regardless. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just my perspective. But anything hard numbered. And the other thing, too, is like if you are a set collector mm-hmm. and you want to do like a hard numbered set, 
be sure to pick up the biggest characters first. If you can't find certain characters like Spider-Man, Venom, Wolverine, all the biggies, if you can't find them at all and you want to chase this set, be aware that once you do find them, you will have to kind of like overpay to grab because it'll be in a PC collection. Mm, yeah. So just be aware of that because yeah. that, that can get kind of, yeah, you know, aggravating. The other thing um, is that a lot of the people who are relatively new to the hobby, I think a lot of people are still in discovery mode. Yes, um, I think we'll so there be might be a lot of stuff until summer. Yeah, there'll be a lot of stuff, and probably longer because you know there's a lot of card, there's a lot of card sets, there's a lot of water under the yes. bridge. Um, so I'm, um, you know, there's there's a set that I only discovered last year. That's I wouldn't say it's anything special. Certainly not shiny. It's definitely not numbered. Um, but they're really cool. So oh, you know, yeah, I'm pick, yeah, I'm those are be picking really- them up. Um, and. Um, but the, the interesting thing is, so we've started to see, what have we started to see gain traction recently? The numbered X-Century and acetate cards from Fleer Ultra Spider-Man um, are starting to get uh, more. Yeah, Ambers and Royal Foils are yeah, really big. That's it. They're starting um, to go, which is which is And those crazy. always went, yeah, those always went a little too low because hmm. of just the number system and, and they're, they've always been smart cards to have. But they're numbered you know, out, you know, some of them are numbered out 175, you know, so they're not so exactly the amber, slim. The amb- yeah, Amber goes 175, I think it goes to 99. No. Uh, we Is talking there four about or three? The, uh, the Amber. The last one's five. Yeah, and I and, uh, I need one of those. Um it oh, is no, really? Yeah, I can't I can't go there. I can't talk about it. I'm <laughs> oh, I can't man, talk I'm about so it because I'm just no, because there's something PC there's something big PC that's come up that I think you know about, but I'll talk to you about it afterwards if not. Um that I need um funds for. So Oh yes. Yes, 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 yes. I yes. can't afford to chase the thing that I want. However, so you've got a couple of things. So in um in Fleer Ultra Spider-Man, sorry, not to go off on too much tangent. You've got the X Century, which are uh, the base are unnumbered, and then the uh, the purple and the, the red and the purple um, have numbering that together adds up to uh, what is it? There is a there is a methodology of this. Yeah. So John, so JD, I did a video on Sketch Card yes, Live, and J, That's right. JD and I spoke about it. It's something where like you add the number of cards that are in there, and you That's minus it. one or something like so that. So one of the characters only has one. I think it's Spider Man. So there's only yeah. one part uh, of Spider Man Purple um, X Century. So I'm going to give a shout out now to Eugene, Eugene Hugh, who hooked me up with card two of twelve, only twelve. Black Cat Purple X Um So I've done those, but no, the um, the ones uh, the ones we were talking about the um, preserved amber they're called. Um, yes. So you've got the base ones, uh, which are numbered to one seven five, and then you've got um, a cityscape, which I think is fifteen. Then you've got the full color, it. which is five. That's it. Um, so I, I managed to get the cityscape last year. Um, so I've, I've got. Oh that, wow! Congrats. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I still haven't. <laughs> there's loads of stuff on my on my PC um, EPAC account that I need to get shipped um, out at some stage. But um, the problem is, every time I think, "Oh yeah, I'll have some funds to do it," something else comes up, um, which is always the way, and will always be thus. So, yeah. uh, but I will get it in hand anyway. Hopefully, that answers your um, question, David. Um, now, someone else asked a question that's relevant to something you just said, and I actually said in reply to Heath Stevens that hey, I Heath. think it's probably its own episode. 
But I'm going to tell you the it. question anyway. But I think I, I think there's a whole episode in this because I want to have a think about it uh, and maybe have a little chat with some 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 members of the hobby and just see what they do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, Ian Taylor. Hi, Heath Stevens. How formal. Um, I'd love to hear you guys talk about building up a card fund, maybe how others have done it. I'd imagine not everyone in the group came into the hobby with a huge bankroll, but the number of people spending thousands seems numerous. How can the little guy get in on the action? Oh, that's an episode. Uh, that's an episode He's the man. So That's the episode, card fund. We're going to put a We're pin in that. that. We're going to put yes. a pin in that. Heath, there's a pin coming. There we go. It's a different pin noise. I'm going to do a different pin. I have I have an assortment of pins here. Have you got okay? an assortment of pins? I, I, okay. I do. Different, different, different good. ones. Good, good. Yeah. All right. You, you, <laughs> That's one pin. We'll I used use to, that later. I used to go to Sorry. school with a guy called John Pin, and we used to call him Pinny. He hated it. Anyway. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> anyway, let me, <laughs> let me, let me, right. Alistair, Alistair Wilson. Al Wilson. Who's from Scotland? All right. I think I, hey, All right, Al. Um, that's probably a terrible, terrible, um, awful. Um, honest question: Does anyone have a parent or spouse who has never said, "Why do you waste your money on little pieces of card?" Asking for a friend. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, we've all heard that. I've heard that from friends. I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I think you have to hear that when you yeah. collect anything. You know, and I think that's true, though, for any collector, mm-hmm. right? Any collector who – it's very strange, but, like and, – and I didn't know this until – God, I've been I've been collecting surfer cards since I was a little kid, um, you know, from the ones I liked and stuff, and then got really serious, like, 2014, 2015, and then it got, you know, serious, and, you know, right around that time. Um it's very strange, but when you get into a hobby, what people don't realize what the hobby is, is that it's not just the thing you collect, it's the community around the thing you collect. And I don't think a lot of people um, realize, I know I did, I've never experienced that before. And, and now that I have it, it's, you understand, you see it, you're like, wow, okay, yeah. these are my people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a yeah. singular commonality. It's, it's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and to be absolutely fair, Al, um, my wife is, is remarkably patient and understanding about it. Um, uh, a frank conversations about being vastly in debt, notwithstanding. Anyway, uh, let's move on. I mean, uh, well, I mean, well, small story. Um, my wife actually, she created a rival collection called Sketch Card Palooza when I made Sketch Card Hive, and she teases about me constantly that you know, Sketch Card Palooza. So I'll be like, Oh man, check out this card. It's amazing. Only so many made. It's awesome. She goes, I have two of those. So she actively trolls you. Actively trolls me. Love goes it. out of her way to troll Love me. It. Like you'll see her comments on my page. Love it's it. Hilarious. Yeah, I have. I have actually. It is absolutely yeah. hilarious. She yeah. also she also cooks remarkable stuff. I've I've seen her in oh. <laughs> so, so <laughs> yeah, you, you are great. you no. are very, very well fed. Yeah. Very, very, um, very lucky. No, and it's funny stuff. It's not mean trolling. It it's is very yeah, funny. It's fine. Yeah. Um what is the uh, Tommy Henderson asks, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Uh to which Daily Mourner, Jay, uh, has quite Jay. rightly asked for clarification, African or European? <laughs> <laughs> not many people know this but a lot of card collectors do have a sub hobby and it's bird watching uh, so they we're do. all very they they're all yeah, twitches they twitches um, twitches um so tommy's serious question 
Um, how cool would it be for UD to overprint a series of cards and drop box prices to under 150 for a 240 card box, 24 packs with 10 cards per pack? I think it would be great to get kids more into the hobby. The set could also have maybe 120 base cards with five to six chase cards. Um, and Jalen has followed up. Um, oh, uh, like an introductory set series, maybe mass distributed through big box stores might work too. Um, now, I... I think this is great. I think Upper Deck should do this. Um, I've heard Upper Deck go on to shows and talk a lot about their introductory stuff via Tim Hortons for hockey, which I think is absolutely great. It's wonderful. But you kind of, you, I think, I think you really do need to do something like that for Marvel cards. I think Marvel cards are, you know, I think it's vital for people to feel the effects of opening up a card of Marvel superheroes. And you know, what's funny is that what kind of started that right now in a real sense is the, I'm going to say this wrong. It's the Marvel TCG box from Japan. Oh, the Um, uh, Weiss Swartz one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Weiss and Swartz. Like they've done cards for a long time and they've always been high quality. JD was telling me about this. Mm. Um, And I had seen them, but I had never really understood, you know, what they were. I just thought they were really pretty. But people are opening those Marvel boxes and they're like 100 or 150 each, I think, or something Mm. like that. And those cards are, I mean, gorgeous i'd love to get a box myself i'm i'm spent this month but like they're beautiful cards and they're cheaper and i think a lot of people enjoy them and they have different tiers of rarity Mm. um pretty significant tiers of rarity actually so Mm. i don't know i think it's something to people are just digging them just just to dig them you know yeah i like them i think they look cool yeah. I think it look awesome. I think the other good thing about that is, of course, you haven't got distributors trying to pump them out at 100 one week, 150 next week, 175 the next Yeah, week. I think that's the real the problem week. with the hobby I, is I, that we have like yeah. David Adams and all these people basically, and yeah, I'm yeah. calling them out by name, um, who are basically like, you know, just going to go ahead and price gouge as much as they can. They're going to yeah. say they sell out when they don't Yeah, come back up and hike the price up, yeah. sell out, which they don't and hike the price up again. Yeah. Um, you know, the real trick there is to, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get a better heads up in the future in the group where, or maybe even the group like Ian and I can some to figure something out where we can sell boxes through the group or something at the prices where they come out and try to help people out. I'm just saying, just putting that idea out there. Um, I think that would be really special. And I think it'd be good because all of us are actual Marvel card collectors and, you know, or or figure out something of that nature. Um, Sci-fi cards is really great for that. Ed. Yeah, Ed Webb. Super lovely. Ed wants, it's um, uh, up for coming on, by the way. We just need to sort it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect. Sort it out. And and, and, and there was a queue, actually, of of people uh, before Christmas. And and, and, um, I was going to say something deeply um, unpleasant then. So I'm going to stop myself because usually there's no break between my brain and my mouth. Um, But, um, but, but yeah, so we need to we need to catch up on that queue. Uh, yeah, of, of yeah. people. But, so something will come out. Hopefully, we can yes. figure this out. And we are there are people actively working on figuring out a way to get around this issue. And and I think it's going to be either through getting an update on when things pop up, 
so everyone who's you know what i mean yeah can get what they need at a fair yeah. price fair in the sense that you know you well, you, you just de- need to cut out all the middlemen it's just no, you I, don't de- I don't understand yeah. what all this it, basically what it is there's there's three or four tiers of company it goes to before it gets to the collector you want to go yeah. direct to consumer direct to collector as much as you can yeah. and i'm not i'm not I don't think EPAC is the sole answer on that. EPAC no, is I great, and I, I, I get that you, you probably want to build that, but you you really can't be stopping the physical um, network. There has to and, be some yeah. kind of small amount that yeah. could be reserved for yeah. But there are, there are the, those distributors are important for the other areas of the hobby. They hold a lot more power in the sports side of things, but that yeah. that dynamic is changing with the whole fanatics thing. Oh yeah, I think that, a lot that's of going to massively gonna change. Um, yeah. So, and a lot of those distributors are going to yeah. find themselves out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, there, and they should. I mean, yeah. they're going to they're going to have a huge problem in the future, mm. and as they should, because I think collectors are tired yeah. of being taken advantage and of listen, because I, they want to participate. In I'll a hobby. say this now: I don't know if anyone who works for any of those distributors, who are the people that actually are kind of you know, or any of the people who are. Um, Doing the um, the the, the pri- um, price gouging, I think it is. Um, that's out yeah. of the market. If any of you guys want to come on here and talk about it, please. And if and and uh, I'm not going to say defend your business practices. I would say is explain to us why you choose to do it. Um, it could be something uh, we don't know. Could, like, yeah, it, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Ian and I have always been okay with admitting when we're wrong, and we're happy to do it again. Um, but like, there is. There has to be the optics of it, let's say, whether it's on yeah. purpose, evil intent or whatever it is, or just money, or maybe it's something that has to do with the licenses or whatever the case may be. Optically, it looks really, really bad. Really, really bad. Yeah. It's the worst PR. It's really bad. You know, the be- you know, the best thing, right? Here's the thing. And I really want Comsi to come on and talk to us and I've extended the olive branch and they, um, they kind of haven't really um, uh, responded, um, but I um, I've started getting. Um, they're just you know they're not the emails directly from them, but they are emails uh, from Comsi. They're kind of you know ones that are supposed to make you be. Um, they're brand building uh, ones, and so I've started getting emails from Comsi that tell you all the stuff about them. And they, um, one of them came from someone at Comsi, and it was actually signed by the. It wasn't actually signed; you know, it didn't come from that person, but it was from the president of Comsi or from whoever it is. And I was like, you know what? Here we go, dear Comsi customers, uh, Julia Getch, Comsi president and co-founder. Well, Julia, come on and talk to us because a year ago, I and many many others um, were throwing a lot of shade at you guys for the um, for the poor. Um, speed at which you were getting things sorted out. Now, a year later, I will quite happily say that the majority of people are actually seeing uh, vast improvement and fast turnaround time. So whatever that hump was, you got over it. Um, so, you know, I am more than up for talking to people like that about, okay, what, it, you know, and they've, they've turned that around by just doing better. By which is so greatly better. appreciated. Yeah. And, you know, I and I know... I know they've done a lot of work recently to try to help collectors and yeah, yeah. to right wrongs and to get shipping products out, uh, shipping people's cards out there. And I think they're doing a great job, man. I'm, I'm really impressed by, and I know a lot of other people are too. So mm-hmm. I think, I think it's a great and positive thing. And I, I know all of us are happy 
to use their services, especially now with the changes that they've made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, yeah, da 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 da. da. Right now, da, da. who else is it? I um, <laughs> Tony Perner, Tony. 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 Oh, I got to send him a picture or something. Forgot. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Tony Perfect. Um that, That's an inside joke um, because Tony sent something to us that was. I can't. Not sure. Oh my God. Now you have to erase all of this in the edit. You know that, yeah, right? I probably will do. Anyway, you will. Tony Perna. Tony Perna asks quality control. Do we need more of it? Yes. For all the reasons, of course we do. One hundred percent. We've said so, both in terms of the the the, the Marvel Guardian, who actually catches things earlier than when they're printed, and says, yep. "No, that's not Nick Fury on there. That's the Punisher." Uh, yep. Hello, looking at you, Marvel. Well, we just had a null, a null thing. post. Someone wants to collect character collect null, and um, did you see that there were three cards on there, and two of them I were did. even of null. I didn't understand it. It was not. Oh, sorry. So, like the character, the, the character he wants to collect. It's like uh, Agent Venom on the PMG yeah. in 2013. It's not that, actual Venom. I think you, you know missed I mean? that. I think you missed my my role. Oh, what'd you say? Venom. Sorry, I said, you. you I, were... I said it's null and void. So for me, it's nine o'clock in the morning. I don't know if anybody else knows that. <laughs> Quality control. Do we need more of it? Yes, we do. Um, however, I do. I do very, very much appreciate that there have been production challenges that have impacted a number of sets um yeah. notably yeah. annual 2019-20 with the crazy comic images style I, I i think that's a comic images throwback retro set that one actually mm. they just didn't tell anyone um because of the crazy off-centering issues um and the chipping on the edge of the comic creator cards which i'm i'm uh, having seen some box breaks of marvel annual 2021 all of these issues have been nicely fixed Thank you very much. Oh, lovely. Um, lovely. So, so I'd like to think that was just a, a COVID-induced a um, blip on the on the road. But we know that because cards have been produced at distance without, you know, spot checks being able to be done and, and sample prints and things like that. Because I mean, there was some traffic. horrendous things happening you in know, the world that yeah. stopped a lot of production uh, factories from doing yeah. certain things. So, you know, like level. Unbound, you know, the edge has been a bit, bit shaky. Yeah, that's really example. bad. Um, what else? Um, <laughs> uh, metal, X-Men Metal Universe. Um, yep. And numerous um, uh, uh, QQA. QQC, QC uh, issues with QC. that. So yeah, um, yes, um, it, it does need to be more. And I would, I would actually go as far as to say that. Okay, I'm going to go back to. Have you seen the movie Elf? Of course. Okay, so you know, in Elf, James Khan's character uh, lets a book go to print, even though it's got a missing page. Yes. Right. Rather than take the hit and reprint the book. That's right. I'm going to go as far as to say is if you've got a product coming out and you can see that it's been printed badly, you need to have the Billy Big Balls to commercially say, <laughs> we need to actually take the hit on that. We're going to reprint. Especially at certain levels. Like, yeah. I think, because I think what was really and I know it detrimental, money. I think what was really detrimental to, um, the hobby, funny enough. And I think things would have gone a little differently and it might've been in hindsight better that it didn't happen, but 
the quality of PMGs and X-Men metal, um, the color and the printing of them not being at the same level as the ones in the past. Um, You know, at least with Fleer Ultra Spider-Man and X-Men, the cards were thicker. The PMGs had more of a likeness to the old PMGs, even though they themselves were not a direct echo of that insert name. Um, I do think those things matter. And I, and I do think they make people nervous collectors Mm -hmm. who want to spend a lot of money on things, which is what you want. You want collectors to be like, you know what? They're bringing back this thing I've always wanted. I'm willing to drop this money. Let's do this. And that's kind of the contract agreement is like, Hey, I'm trusting you to do this. I'm paying for this possibility. Mm -hmm. And then when it didn't happen, I think that was, again, the fault of that was, I think, more pandemic COVID-ness, yeah, especially yeah. after talking to them, you know Absolutely. what I mean, and realizing yeah. that stuff. I, I, I think what I'm saying comes from a perfect world scenario, not from a real world scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do also think that future stuff and all this other things, and I think they are making real changes to getting to a level where they can be so close to the printers and, and have quality can check and have eyes on everything um, that I think those things will hopefully change. But yeah, for a while there, there was some pretty bad cuts on cards Mm -hmm. uh, inserts, not looking the way they should be cards coming out damaged on the packs almost immediately. Um, Some pretty rough stuff there. And, and, you know, if you have cards on EPAC, if you know, you're going to have a certain supply chain on EPAC, then I would assume those cards don't have to be shipped anywhere. And the quality control on those cards can be really, you know what I mean? Like I'm imagining that would be something happening there, but you know, I bought cards off impact and got them home and they look like they were put through the mill. You know what I mean? So it's just, I don't know, something, something to be said though. And and I'm sure it's already been fixed. So it might be a mute point, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's It's one of those things might be fixed, but it might not actually feed down the chain to the point where people are getting them just yet. Do you see what I mean? Exactly. We're still seeing the results of new product coming out, but it was an issue nine, 12, 15 months previously. Uh Because they do these sets. So people know, and I think this is good for people to know, and hopefully uh, it's not, it's not information I shouldn't be saying, but People need to know that set design and sets are released years prior to when they're made. So, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like they're like, you know what? Everyone wants Marvel masterpieces. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this in six months and get everybody's expectations exactly how they want them today. No, you're looking at like multiple year process on cards. Like, you know, yeah. No, it takes, I think it's 18 months to two years. Something crazy like that. That's that's a long time because you're, you're, Absolutely. This hobby moves pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the what's the quote from Ferris Bueller? Life moves pretty fast. If you don't st- look around once in a while, you might miss it. I love it. Perfect. I can't believe I just channeled Ferris. That was good. That was good, wasn't it? That was good. That was good. Um, Ferris, save Ferris. I'm going to put some Ferris after the credits because I love Ferris. Ferris. <laughs> Let's put some Ferris after the credits. Um, Wowzers. Right. Now, Dave Marley. Dave Marley has waited a long time to have this question answered because he... (laughs) I've just read one of the other questions, which has made me chuckle. Uh, We'll come back to that. Uh, Dave Marley asked me this question on Instagram a while ago, um, but it was just after we'd recorded the last Q&A episode, Hobby Questions one. Mm. Um, So I said, oh, yeah, I'll I'll come back to it. And then I couldn't remember who'd sent it, so I couldn't find it. So fortunately, he reposted it on Facebook. Ah. So Dave Marley writes... 
Were Marvel cards more attractive to comic book readers and collectors in the pre-internet age because cards could offer an extended look at certain characters or events that wasn't otherwise available or depicted in the comics? Now, with Marvel Unlimited and various fan sites... I should know what Marvel Unlimited is. Is that their online thing? Where you Digital online, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, a comic book reader can easily explore a character or story detail that the readers couldn't in the uh, that the readers couldn't in the nineties. I start thinking about this while I was flicking through my Fleer Ultra X Men ninety six Wolverine cards. Mm. Um, I'm about to sell the few I've got of those. Um, in the ninety five Age of Apocalypse crossover, we never got the scene of Cyclops and Weapon X's fight. So this card was a unique mm. glimpse into an event that had only been alluded to in the comics. Thanks as always, guys. Um, and he's actually sent it's a so card, um, which is Weapon X versus Cyclops. Um, and it's bonkers. Um, I, think that's, I think that's a really good question. Um, let me think. Ask the question. Were Marvel cards more attractive? Yeah, I think so. And I think the other thing about it is, what you've got to remember is that when Marvel was, before Marvel went kind of pop in the mid-90s, they were firing on so many different avenues that there were creators uh, were you know they, they couldn't get enough creators so they were you know what they couldn't fit in the comics would quite happily spill over into the cards um you know they were commissioning work left right and center uh by, by all runs i also all think though like i also think that a big part of what you said dave could be the future of marvel cards too mm-hmm. you know what i mean why don't why aren't we seeing content in cards that would be exclusive to trading cards rather than comics, right? Oh. I think that's a great idea. Do you mean, do you mean aspects of the story? So to continue yeah, this so story, like, you need to look at this trading card set. Yeah, so like okay. like what Dave said, so like this set that was called um, the the Cree, Cree Skull. Cree Scroll War, yeah. That's it. So that set, and if I'm not mistaken, had a comic book on the back of them. So when I you put them so, in yeah. the nine page, yeah. you could read a comic book. Yeah. Um, I don't know how well that would fly today, but I think what's interesting about that idea from that set and, and possibilities for the future of Marvel cards, um, and and hopefully I'm sure Upper Deck's listening um, kindly. Um, I think a part of this is that the way to make Marvel cards benefit different types of collectors is key here and i think a part of that could be you know aspects of stories we never saw right characters we only heard about through backstory mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of cool things that can be done with cards where we can get information or be preview to information that we never would have been able to see in the comic books like for instance marvel versus dc or marvel versus windstorm that was pretty cool you know you got to see a little bit of that in comics but you know, I remember reading the Marvel versus DC and like looking for Surfer in the background. It's like, all right, when are we going to have like Surfer fighting Green Lantern? You know what I mean? And I would try uh-huh. to look in the panels yeah, yeah, because it was also like a Superman and Silver Surfer comic book, which was really cool. And a little crossover moment and getting those in cards and positioning them next to each other. And Julie Bell did amazing things on there and as well as other artists. Seeing that kind of avenue being taken place again is really cool. You know what I mean? I, I think there's a lot of possibilities there. Uh, just by your comment, Dave, that we can kind of reinsert the idea of Easter eggs or origin mm. stories or side stories mm. in cards. I think that's a really cool thing. Or, or we can get same. costume review. Like, how cool would it be to get a costume reveal in a Marvel annual set? Yes. So have the wouldn't that be moment, cool? Have the yes, rookie, rookie moment, moment be in the card set rather than yeah. That's a nice. That's the comic an interesting book. idea. Yeah. 
That's I really like fun. That. And that like gives that. it like a, a longevity too. And you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and also raises the profile of the cards in the comic world um, yeah. because I don't think there's as much crossover now. Um, certainly not. You know, I think I think a lot of the comics are still very accessible to children um, to some degree, largely by the fact that Marvel themselves do a lot of digital um, uh, content, um, and uh, obviously tops do as well. So that that ties into the previous question. We've talked about this before. The entry level for a lot of youngsters now is digital because it's not being provided physically. Yeah. If you want kids to carry on having the, the, the fill of opening packs, then it's either going to come from the sports side who do cater to that yeah. or um, or they're not or they're just not going to be into it. And in which case you're going to end up with an, a new generation of sports car collectors who come into Marvel cards when they're older. I, I, you know, which is fine. It is what it is. It's fine. But I think it'd be, be nice to have kids that are coming up with Marvel cards. You know, I think also too, like, I think top star Wars does it really well. And tops was acquired yeah. by fanatics recently. Um, so we're not quite sure what's going to happen with star Wars, but you know, what they did was really intelligent in the sense that they would have retail boxes and hobby boxes. Yes. And the retail boxes would be in targets, Walmarts, all that kind mm-hmm. of good stuff mm-hmm. here. And then hobby boxes would be in the card store in the card shops. And the difference between the boxes is that you could get some hits in the hobby yeah. box uh, the retail box, which was pretty cool, but the hobby box guaranteed the sketch card or the autograph. Mm. So there was a nice little divide there. Cause like, yes, you can go spend a hundred bucks on this hobby box and $20 on a retail box and maybe get a hit in a retail box. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I thought that was, that was, I think that's a great idea. And you know, no, I yeah. honestly, that's, that's genius in yeah, my opinion. I do as well. Um, I tell you what, what, I, I also like, and this is why I think Marvel's, the Alex Ross series, was so successful. And um, This is where I think y- you could have trading cards do this a lot more, is that it it, it gave a different artist. Yes. It sh- a, sh- a reframed events that you know in a new perspective through their own lens. Um, and Marvel's was so successful because it showed you uh, the 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 history of the Marvel universe and the characters from the sixties and seventies and all those events that at that point have been so huge. It showed you them from a different angle, from a different perspective, and and it happened that it was a new artist as well. So everything about it felt new and fresh and, and reverential, but also a joy in its own right. You know, you don't have to have uh, know the Marvel universe to appreciate what that story was doing. Absolutely. Um, um, and I think there's there's certainly room for that new interpretation of Marvel events and Marvel history, which is you know I'm kind of hoping that this new you know this new sets thing that yes. um, Upper Deck are doing, where they focus on a, on a big event, um, yes, every every um, year or set. whatever it is, yeah, um, actually has an aspect of it which looks at elements of that that you might not be aware of or, or frames them from a different artistic yes. perspective. I don't yeah. know. You know, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the trick, the thing too to realize to take this back a little bit into the past is 1992 Marvel masterpieces are 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 are, are amazing and, and and kind artist and friend Joe Jusco did is that he, you know, it's funny Marvel comics weren't really looking at fantasy art and they weren't looking at realistic body proportions, right? You you weren't really having those moments. So in 92 Marvel masterpieces came out, people felt like they saw the characters 
in real life. I know I did. You know what I mean? And I, I felt like I was like, Whoa, that body proportion. That's, that's crazy. I guess if a superhero did exist, this is what they would look like. And, and of course that was even more the case in 1996 Marvel masterpiece with Julian and Boris, but there was a really unique moment where fantasy art, sci-fi art came to Marvel and it was depicted on cards. And I think seeing cards, like you were saying, Ian, seeing those characters in different lenses, yeah, you know what I mean? By different yeah. artists' perspectives or yeah. different genres of art yeah. were, are, are really amazing. Like, I mean, that's kind of why I really enjoyed seeing the difference from Marvel Masterpieces 2016 to Marvel Masterpieces 2018. Mm-hmm. Like that was the coolest part is that we got to see the classic Joe Jusco comic book thing, which yeah. was just amazing. And then we got to see a, a, a comic book artist who was doing work with a slightly different lens on characters yeah. that had this really like darker sci-fi they exist in another universe. This is kind of what their yeah. bodies would look like. Yeah. And it was in the mind of Simone Bianchi. Yeah. Um, that was just awesome. And then of course, Palumbo gave us, you know, uh, not necessarily magic, the gathering characters, but gave us this also this new version of superheroes from his own lens. I don't know. I think, I think there's, I think cards, the answer to Marvel cards for the future, uh, at least one of them is that, they have to continue to gain, give us access to new mm-hmm. and interesting perspective on these characters, yeah. either through story or depiction of them or whatever the case may be. Yeah. The, um, I would, I would maybe close this segment on the, on the question and we'll move on to another question by, by issuing the following statement for discussion in your own mind, perhaps Marvel masterpieces, 92, was to Marvel trading cards as Marvel's by Alex Ross was to Marvel comics. I agree. 100%. I love it when we agree. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it when we agree. Love it. Um, love it, love it. So the other question that made me chuckle earlier on, Glenn Galton. Glenn! Glenn's a lovely guy. Oh, Glenn's awesome. He's Glenn really is nice like guy. master classical. Um, He's scary. Here's <laughs> uh, good stuff. This is, yeah. this is the age-old question. Um, when are many cards too many cards? Oh, Glenn, you dirty, dirty. Good job, Glenn. That's exactly right. Um, followed it up and says, I suspect the answer is when you ask that question, but curious to hear from others. Um, I think it's the audience size. If I can be honest, like, I think it's pretty small hobby <laughs> when Ian and I could see a card go somewhere and we're like, Oh, that went, that was from here. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty small, it's a pretty small group of guys and, and, and women who collect Marvel cards and, and whoever yeah. collect Marvel cards when that kind of stuff happens. And yeah. I think, um, I think the difference here is that I'm hoping, and this is my hope, my hope is that the audience does increase for Marvel cards, which I think we can reasonably say without a doubt that it is, mm-hmm. that the audience has grown immensely yeah. uh, for how long we don't know, which is you know always the question. Um, but I think the trick here is that the Marvel cards have to... Uh, the trick is to keep us interested without keeping us overwhelmed. Yeah. You know, and that that is a magic number of sets. Yes. You know what I mean? I yes. think you're looking at like two top end sets, three lower end sets every year or whatever the magic number is. But And I'm not an analyst of, mm. of the business and mm-hmm. I don't know. So I can talk it out of my, but so I don't know. But 
I do think there is a sweet spot. And I think right now we're not seeing that because of what happened with the effects of COVID and the delays of sets. And we're very nervous as a lot of people are who were around in the nineties when Marvel comics got overproduced, which this was a conversation I was just shown that was happening in the original art world because of that page that sold for $3.5 million. Oh uh, yeah. The um, secret wars. um, Yes. The Spider-Man black suit. Yeah. That's right. So, and that comic book, page sold for a lot of money and this was up to debate are we seeing a boom are we seeing a a, a a fall of the market you know and all this stuff and i my opinion of this and, and this is kind of going with your question glenn i'm sorry if i'm deviating a little bit here is that right now it's not collectors collecting a lot of people think that's what's that's what it is right now but that's not the world we live in it's not collectors collecting these things anymore it's collectors it's hedge fund people it's investors, it's speculators, it's flippers, it's people who are making this into their business, it's people who want to be influencers who are trying to make this their world. There's people who are involved with grading companies and trying to get cards for grading things. There's people who are going to do other amazing things with cards. Um, and all of these people are in this real rush into our ecosystem. Um, and we're seeing that kind of competition and that kind of... Uh, landscape that we've never experienced before Mm -hmm. so i think when you think about how many cards are going to be produced and how much damage it will do if it's too much or too little um i I don't think we'll have an answer to that until the whole like covid limitations are kind of uplifted that's right yeah um i mean when are many cards too many cards i mean for me if you I, and I, I've got good, kind of good experience of this. When are many cards too many cards? It's like, well, when I'm no longer getting the satisfaction over 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 refining Smart, a particular yeah. collection, it means I'm trying to refine too many things. I'm not even I'm not even refining it at that point. If I'm collecting too much stuff, I'm triaging it. <laughs> um, and I'm actually while we've been talking. So here's a question for you, Noreen. Um I'm about to part with more of my comics. Okay, now I'm keeping my Spider-Mans. I'm keeping my Spider-Man. So I'm keeping my Amazing Spider-Man. I'm ending at 801 with Dan Slott's end of his run because I'm fed up with Marvel rewriting it. And also, is it Jonathan Hickman's run? It was just ghastly, so I stopped. Um, And uh, Web of Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, and some of the other key series, um, things like that. But I think I might part with my Daredevils because I can't keep up with both. Do you see what I mean? There's an awful lot of Daredevil issues out there. You know, Daredevil okay. is well up into the, if you actually carry the numbering through, it's well up into the 600s now. I just the think there's going to be, I, can't, I, I mean, both. you can't do both, man. Like, how can you, I love like, per, I, I had, I had a lot of Silver Surfer comic books. People, people don't really know this about me, but I had quite a bit and I was reading all of the paperbacks that kind of sum it up to keep up with it when I decided to stop buying um, and I, you know, I've read everything multiple times and, you know, I, I can't remember everything, but I, I read a lot of it and had a collection and, you know, a, a big part of my life has always been card because when I was a kid, I could have the card and kind of scroll it away and, you know, protect it. And mm-hmm. it felt like mine and, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff there, but I'll talk about that another time. But, you know, so cards were personal, you know what I mean? They were like in my 
buried treasure of like my toy chest, you know what I mean? Type of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's why they were always significant to me. Comics were a little tougher at the time. Um, But for me, I mean, and Ian knows this, but I had to sell like all of my other interests in my collecting stuff. Like I'm about to sell the rest of my pops and I have some pretty crazy things in there because Emily and I had like a fun run where we were buying pops and getting into that because it was really fun. (laughs) But, um, you know, I'm going to sell them now. And, you know, I'm at I'm at only cards now and it's only the Silver Surfer collection. I'm selling off any other gambits I had laying around because I'm not going to do Gambit anymore because that was mm. a stupid thing to think I was doing. I was just bored at the time. And you know, I love Gambit. And then, you know, the Mandalorian stuff, you know, yeah, I feel, I feel pretty happy with my collection with there. So it's that might be slowing down too. But yeah, it's curated. So might, yeah. And it's, 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 curated. It's, it's, it's refined or finite. I'm not sure which word is the right mm. answer. Both, both of them. Both. That's good, actually. Yeah. yeah, both of them is good. But I think that's the trick is what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah, we're no longer, I think collectors are going to be required to no longer be collectors. I think we're going to be, like Ian has said so beautifully, curators. curators. Mm. I think that's what we are now. And, yeah. you know, it's it's a pretty powerful idea to think that we as collectors can move from collecting to yeah. curating. And I think that's the trick. I think the way to think about it is, you know, those tiny little, um, you know, those like Japanese bushes that you just snip out with a pair of nail things. Bonsai. You just get the, yeah, you just get them. Yeah. But there are people who, who you can do classes. In yes. It. Yes. Know, where yes. you what all you're doing is just refining the shape Forming of something, that sh- yes. something that's very um, uh, contained and very manageable. And I think I think where I got to in all of my collecting, which is why I overspent, was I I wasn't setting any borders or boundaries. I was just letting it was just spreading out. Like you know, really you see those photos, those terrible images of of like when tsunamis come ashore and they just sweep everything away and they just go yes. and go and go. It's like it's like that, and it just it you lose sight of the fact that you're supposed to be enjoying what you're getting and you can't because it's just everywhere. <laughs> so um, so I'm I'm kind of at that point. So. I guess I guess what I'm saying to you then, Glenn, to my personal perspective is, um, is is when it's no longer feels like you're curating and finessing something. It's when you're just barely keeping up. That's yeah. when you've kind of got to think. Okay, well, actually, do I do I want to focus? You know, if you feel like you're drowning while you're collecting, you're doing it. You, you're. It's not worth what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and I've you know I've 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 done that, and you know what I'm having to. St- it's it, it's not that it stopped happening for me. I'm still having to stop myself. Yes, I'm, I'm actively still having to stop myself from, yeah. from going after stuff. Um, and and you know, you know I, and again, I don't want people to feel like we're talking about this as like this is like the hardest thing to deal with ever. But more like there is an aspect to collecting, especially with cards. And just to yeah. put this out there that happens to align itself with gambling, Bummer. especially when you're doing FOMO, gambling, uh, trying to hit a, a, a level and all this stuff. I had a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine, tell me, whenever you think you have the best of something, there's two other people who have better stuff. Yeah. And there's, that's, the, that's the rule of thumb. Whenever you think my collection can't be topped, there are items out there that you just don't even know about. Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to make it a competitive nature, curate your collection to your liking, right? To yeah. how it's going to fulfill that, that idea. I, and, and I think that's going to help with a lot of people who are, you know, really in, 
really excited to crack wax, to, you know, open packs, to have FOMO. Instagram's the worst place for this. You know, my advice is you take a break, look at your collection, feel good about it, put a post-it on your computer yeah. and then go to Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, and then realize, okay, I'm doing yeah. this thing. That's cool that that person's doing this thing, Yeah. but I'm going to stick to this. Collect what makes you happy. Happy. What other people are saying. Yeah. And that's hard to do. That's hard to do. It takes time. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, I'm uh, so I am, I think I'm going to part with those daredevils as well. Cause the thing is, I know that I, I, from that I'll have, I'll have money to actually put towards my holiday in the summer. Um, and I'll be able to acquire, um, I'll be able to put funds towards a, a couple of really high end PC items coming to me. That's the way to do that it. I'm going to talk to you about on a future episode once I'm ready to talk yes. about them <laughs> and once I've actually paid for them as well. Um, cause I do think it's yeah. a little bit, um, uh, discourteous to actually be boasting about owning something before you've finished paying for it um, from someone who's helped you out get acquire it. Anyway, um, um, I, because <laughs> I'd used a Nathan Fillion uh, gif, which wasn't even from Firefly, it was from Castle. Um, someone said, questions on Firefly? And I'm like, mm, no, mm, if you Maybe. Like, if you like. <laughs> Grand Coats Unite and all that. Um <laughs> right so there's a lot there's a lot that are on the same kind of in in the same lane so i'm going to try and cluster them together a bit so <laughs> actually we'll do a quick one from keith boyle why do i keep buying it feel like i never get ahead on my wish lists oh keith i love keith, keith so nice. i i do really like keith um he's um he's got he's got to come on at some point he's been on a couple of billy uh yeah billy know? and him have great discussions yeah, yeah, and yeah, billy, yeah, billy, do. billy does a great job over yeah there. um billy's coming back by the way is he yeah i've not told you that so we'll talk about that afterwards anyway oh, um yes return of the billy um return of the billy so there's 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 the there's a there's a question that kind of steers it towards where the other questions have come so i'll start with that with the influx of new collectors this is from jaylee warner jlw um yeah with the influx of new collectors and the rising graded cards, how much crossover do you see foresee with comic collectors that have been slabbing for years? And if that is the case, do you foresee more card collectors dipping into the comic collecting realm? I've got an answer for that. I've been thinking about this one. I've got an answer for this one, and it is CGC. I think once CGC fully turn on the taps with grading Marvel cards, you're going to see a lot more of that, I think. Hell yeah. Look, CGC um, needs to grade cards. I've been a big believer of this for a long time now. I've reached out mm -hmm. to CGC. I I 100% believe in them completely. And I, I like their grading service. I think they're great. I yeah, love the what they've done stand. with Pokemon. They're yeah. awesome. But like, mm -hmm. it makes no sense. And I have nothing against PSA or any of the other grading companies. I really don't. But I like the synergy between Marvel cards and comic books being graded under the same grading service. Yes. I just think that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Matching labels, you know, it's, it's you imagine clean, You I, can imagine the Instagram post now, can't you? Um, oh, you can imagine it. People with their CGC 9.8 and their CGC Marvel beginning sign card. Yeah. Just killer. Right next to each other. And, and <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm thinking about it now. I'm thinking, um, I know. So, I know. yeah, um, I think it could. I think at the moment, Listen, I think there is a, I think there is a crossover, but I, I'm in a couple of big comic book uh, groups in the UK, and I know very few people 
that are also in card groups from those comic book groups. Mm. So I don't know if it's like that in, in, in groups in America. I don't know if there's an awful lot of crossover, but I know there's a couple of big comic book groups that uh, Tommy has, has, has invited yeah. me into. Um, and not many of those guys are in card groups. Do you see what I mean? For, I think from my experience, yeah. it's not so much the crossover of like comic book collectors and card collectors. My experience is the people who display their stuff, because what you've seen and I've seen is like, here's my statue. There's my cup, my comic book. Here's my card. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And like, that is the Holy Trinity for a Marvel card collector, in my opinion, right. To have mm-hmm. the statue, the comic book, the card, like it just feels for me, it's the Lego figure, but carry on. Yeah, well, the Lego figure would <laughs> the be Lego great. If they figure. did them all, yeah, some, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not like a surfer Lego. There's a minifig. There's a black hat like, Yeah, I know. There's you a black hat minifig, but I it's know, in the Daily I've Bugle set. It. So I'm going to oh, buy it separately. That's a, you got to buy that huge thing, yeah. Yeah, surfer's there's, not around yet. In that Daily Bugle set, there's like four, I think that's 42 minifigs. Is, is Doc Ock in that? I, I, so, yeah. I saw it. It's, pre, it's a cool looking set, man. Yeah. It's awesome. I have the Mando Lego, which I really like. But yeah, I agree. Like, I think you can put Lego. I love Legos, period. Um, but I do think having that display there is, is what a lot of people tend mm. to do. So I don't know if the crossover's there, but I know the display culture is there. Yeah, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, comic collectors have, have been slabbing for years. And actually, you know, a lot of car collectors have as well, just maybe not so much in the Marvel side. I think it's definitely. There are a few you know, people. Our, our yeah. good friend, uh, Great Gamer, has been doing it. Yeah, and, Stephen Bagley and, and Amanda. Yeah, both. Bagley. Bagley's been doing yeah. it too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's been happening. The thing, true, and the funny thing is, too, like when people were started grading Marvel cards, and a lot of people were against it. I remember I remember a lot of conversations Ian and I had on air where people were like, uh, not really interested. Oh, That's stupid. Still. I already have the card, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And those conversations make sense uh, from a certain perspective, 100%. But I think a lot of people were grading. A lot of people were grading very successfully. Yeah. And I think that was the other issue. And the other really good thing about CGC being a grader is that they could have someone there, um, you know, who would really understand, mm. like within our group alone, we have all the experts to be doing like error cards, you know, the history of cards, uncut yeah. cards. Like sketch there's card. so many yeah. mm. sketch cards. Like there's a way to, to encapsulate a sketch card and not put necessarily the grade on there, but authenticate it and, make it interesting. You know what I mean? There are different things you can do if people want things slabbed, but honestly, the truth is slabbing is the future. Unfortunately, that's just the necessary, especially with collectibles being what they are. I mean, gosh, Logan Paul just bought a $3.5 million Pokemon case and it ended up being fake. Oh, did it? I think I've seen some headlines about that. So, I mean, and that's a, that's a, that's a huge hit for the community because you know, a lot of people were duped on that case. And I think, I think that's going to be a huge, it's, it's really rough. Poor guy. I think that's a huge I'm, hit. I'm not, to, being, I'm not being funny. There's no poor guy about it. If you've got 3.5 million pounds and, or dollars <laughs> and you choose to spend it on that, then <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. There's yeah, nothing poor yeah. about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's nothing poor about you there. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely a really, crappy thing to happen and and more importantly you know regardless of talking about these people because i don't know them the big important thing to take away from this would be 
there needs to be enough research. Like for me, my biggest question with that whole debacle, with not going into it, this is kind of relevant to the question, is that we as a community need to have enough research pictures and documentation of things to know what's real or not. Like, why is there not a bunch of pictures on what a Pokemon case looks like? You know what I mean? Like to the finer details, you know what I mean? Where that mm-hmm. mistake wouldn't happen, you know, like there needs to be like some record keeping or something happening. I know all of us do it on, on our own and maybe we'll post some things up in the group so people can help each other out. But, mm-hmm. you know, we should definitely be protecting each other from fraud yeah. and stuff. Absolutely. Um, so this ties into another question that was sent to us anonymously. And it has two parts. Uh, well, obviously, I know who sent it, but the person has requested to be, to be anonymous. Um, so the first part of it is, do you think the grading of cards is slowly becoming more prevalent in the group? Um, I think it's becoming more prevalent and I'll be full stop, actually. Um, I certainly, two years ago, didn't own any graded cards, and now I own six. Um, wow. And I've no interest, well, seven actually, but I'm, I'm about to sell um, that one because it's not a black hat. Um, mm. I've no interest in submitting cards for grading. It's not It's not something I enjoy doing. It's not something I would do. And also I live in the UK, so it's actually really difficult. Um, so, um, but I'll more than happily buy them graded. And I particularly like, I like the look of one particular company's uh, mm-hmm. branding uh, because it doesn't detract from the card which I think should always be the star that's my own personal uh, perspective on it so I like that um, so um, but yeah I think it's becoming more prevalent I think it's becoming more prevalent for a couple of reasons I think a people are realizing that um, it's actually really nice to have it protected and and, and displayable um, especially if it's a PC item Um and the second part of it is a, a lot of people have started doing it to increase the value of it because for them that's important to how they choose to um, uh, navigate the hobby. Um, I, I, and this isn't me being judgmental, but I uh, avoided using the term collect there because I'm not sure how much of a collector you are if you're acquiring the card to then slab it to then sell it. I don't know if that... I mean, you still a collector. I mean, I guess you're collecting it to then grade it. But then. I think some people, no, no. I think what a lot of people tend to do is they are, I, I think there's, I think there's two sides to this. Yes. There are people who do that and it's their business and, and it, it's, it's a thriving business. You know, it's a, it's a good idea. Um, it's a very good idea. You make good money off of that. But I think other people are kind of doing what we're doing in a way where we are curating a collection but they go through multiple steps. So they will be like, you know what? I'm going to collect all this because I really like it. And then they see the value increase and they're like, well, how about I keep these pieces here for me? That's PC. The rest I'll invest in grade in and then flip those so I can gain access to more PCs. Mm. I can see people doing that as well. Mm. Um, and, and I think that is a big uh, movement for a lot of people and how they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I do think there are the person who who does this, who basically says, well, everything will have a price on it, but the price I'll set on some of these is so ridiculous. And we've seen eBay users do that where they put something on a price of something and they're like, this is $300,000. If you can afford it, fine. I'll, I'll be okay with letting it go. But otherwise it's for me to keep. I don't know why they would post it on eBay to make that claim, which seems very like big truck, small type of thing, but you know, that's up to them. Um, but like, so, but I do think, I do think there are ways 
to go about it? Because a big thing that people were not people, one person um, had this huge, very angry thing that was said to me with a lot of nasty derogatory stuff. Um, you know, one of the things they said is that they, they claimed me to be a flipper. They claimed me to badmouth flippers, but be a flipper myself. And, you know, like we've joked about it on the site together about like me getting something and then deciding to let it go type of thing and stuff like that. But, you know, truth is, A, it's nobody's business, but B, for clarification, because I I don't want to badmouth anybody, flipping is part of the hobby. You know what I mean? Getting a card, realizing not wanting it and then selling it for the price you paid for. No one does that. And if they do, you are a far better person than I am. But if I have collected something, had it for a couple of years, and I'm like, you know what, I'm not really into it anymore, or had it for any any X amount of time, and I'm just like, yeah, this is not really what I want. I know I can put the money back over here into the cards and do it this way. Then I'm going to sell the card for the higher price. I just am. And, you know, I just don't want there to be any confusion on that because, you know, I don't want people to misconstrue you know, what I've said into something else or try to twist my words around. What I'm saying is there are a lot of aspects to card collecting and a lot of people do it differently. Mm. You know what I mean? And Mm. if people don't like what one person is doing, then you just simply don't buy from that person or engage with them. Mm. You know what I mean? That's, that's the end of it. Mm. I don't know. Just to clear that up. Yeah. I mean, my thing with flipping is I've never, I've never, it's never been something that, And here's the thing: there's two there's two schools of thought with flipping. There's the school of thought where it's like if you if you can have the hobby, pay for the hobby, then you know res- respect to you. I've never really been able to do that, so I don't fully understand it. I, it. For me, it's a state of nirvana. But I know a lot of people get to that point and are able to do it, which is absolutely fine. Um, I know some people literally do buy just to, to break and sell. So resellers and so. There's a distinction I make, and that's resellers. So resellers are the people who tend to buy a load of product, break it, and then sell it once broken yeah. down. Um, I don't think of them as flippers because they're actually taking the risk. They're actually buying the product and breaking that's it. Right. You know, they might that's have right. a really rough run of cases, um, or the product might not have the distribution that you maybe had thought it would, and it might you know, right. be a challenge for you to recoup. Um, I, um, my issue which has probably clouded my judgment on it on previous comments I've made is when we have a group of, we have a group like a community like MMC is a, is a prime example where people put stuff on sale in there because they are, they recognize it's a community and they're not looking to necessarily put something on Correct. at really high prices. When you have someone else come in and buy at those prices and then take it to eBay and sell it to double or three times the amount, See, which doesn't happen problem. often, but it has happened. And when no. that's happened, that, that really winds me up because they're taking advantage of that. No, no, no. And like, you're absolutely right. No, and but see, that's the difference, right? They're not a flipper. That person's an asshole. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair see, enough. And that's the difference. And we've yeah. had that in the group. We've had someone um, who actually, you know, was hassling artists for original art piece and getting and lowballing them mm-hmm. just to put it on eBay for 10x the money. Mm-hmm. The day, even sometimes before, well, before it was the artist had actually mailed it to them. Actually said the piece. Uh, so, yes, and an those people actually left the sketch card hobby. Yeah, because of that. They were so upset over it. Uh, An artist who people miss 
and still an amazing artist wonder why that artist isn't back in the game an amazing um, artist but what, what i do just just to just to as as not that i need to clarify but when i sell something i just look at the market for that card as it is now and i say right what's it going for and i just i just price it fairly to, to what it's paying for because if i price it too high no one's going to buy it if i price it too low i've done myself a disservice um so as a as a as an example when i sold my Fleer ultra x-men comic cuts from 2018 about six months ago I had no idea the market had gone up so much on those. So I priced it, I priced it high and I, you know, I priced it to what I saw them selling for and, you know, they were all gone within 24 hours and, you know, it, yeah. it, it financially massively helped me out. But the thing is, once I saw what they were going for, I knew I'd never be able to complete the set. So it, made, it actually thing. made it an easy decision to sell them, which is yep. exactly what I did with the double impacts from Masterpieces 96. I'm not Sorry. saying that Julian Boris's worth isn't worth that. Just for me, I would never yeah. pay three to four hundred pounds for for some of the double impact cards and what they were going for. So the two yep. I had, I thought, well, I'm just going to sell those. Mm-hmm. And be you know, done. That was just, and I think, just the way yeah. I, I chose to sell that one. But um, yeah. um but can I go on to the second question? Because, again, I don't want to get into anything he said, she said, they did this, they did that. You know, I don't, I don't want to be throwing rocks at other um, people who are putting out content and choosing to talk about different things. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the, the honourable way to, to do things. I don't think it's a respectful no, of course way not. to do things. No, there's and no reason to do that. No, no, Ultimately, no. you know, Never. no point in closing doors. No. Well, but... Your conduct, how you conduct yourself and how you speak to others is what closes door for you, doors for you. Oh, and I'm, say, I'm saying that now before I ask this next question because this question came in before a recent incident that happened. Mm. Okay? But I'm going to ask it anyway. But it will all, what we say as a response to this question will be viewed through the prism of people who know what took place. Okay? Okay. We can't change that. But... Curious to your opinion of those who say that SGC is as good or is better than PSA or BGS. And this was asked by someone who was had no skin in the game whatsoever before whatever kicked off. My um, opinion is my opinion on this is easy. Creating companies, the it, it, the I am not going to say anything bad about any grading company. I think even for the ones that are just starting out. Those people are trying to do something and they're putting where their money, their, 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 their money where their mouth is. And they're trying really hard. SGC has been around for a long time, people, a long time. Um, BGS, PSA, you know, those, those tend to be the three that people know of. And there are other companies as well. Mm. The best thing to do when deciding for a grading company is easy. Go to eBay, look at recent sales, because if you're slabbing to, to invest and to, sell, then you need to see what different companies sell for at different prices. Or if it's just a slab to hold your collection in there, then it does not matter what company you go with. Just go with what visually appeals. (laughs) Whatever visually appeals. And I think there's a second half of that too, is whoever you feel safe with, call these companies, speak to a rep, talk to other people who have grave with these companies, you know what I mean? And, and, and have put a lot of cards in their hands. And, you know, listen to the community, right? Ask for different experiences. This is a costly endeavor to get cards graded. And you should really spend, in my opinion, more than one month or three months Mm. making that decision. 
And I'm dead serious about that. Like, I know that sounds like a long time to wait to grade something, but if it is for your personal collection, you're sending these people your pieces. That's a big deal, right? These pieces that you value, that you look at on constant. I look at my surfer stuff all the time. You know what I mean? That's how I, you know, that's my hobby. That's what I enjoy. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to send it out of my home to someone, I want to make sure that it's going to be taken care of and I'm going to be treated well. Yeah. And a lot of these companies do treat well, people well. PSA, BGS, SGC, CGC. You know, there's a lot, these companies have treated people really well and do really care about cards. Mm. You know what I mean? So you need to do your research. It's one of those questions that no one can answer for you. It's Mm. one of those things you have to research until you find that moment where you feel really comfortable. Yeah. If that is, you're someone who wants to actually submit cards for grading. I'd, you I have don't no have to, to submit cards. Yeah, just you buy don't have to do just it. Just buy them graded, and just buy what you feel comfortable. You know, that's what, it. You know, what you feel comfortable with. I mean, I'm not. Listen, it, it's nice if a graded card has a ten or a nine. It's nice. It's fine. It's nice. It's okay. I, I genuinely, and you know, my answer to this question is like, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I genu- yeah. It genuinely, it genuinely, it doesn't care. And, you know, I always go back to, and I said this to my wife earlier on about something else. Um, there's a box office manager in the 90s in London who is very famous for having said to a customer, I don't know why you're shouting at me. It's a ticket. It's not a kidney. <laughs> I it's, the, it's the same. It's honestly, it's, and that's my that's my kind of grounding prison for a lot of things these days. I have to just remind Agreed. myself about lesser uh, Jill saying that. Um, and um, uh, you know, I, uh, I said I've got no interest in 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 spending ten fifteen minutes looking at a card and choosing whether to grade it or not. It's just I've got. You know, I'm not I'm not dissing those who do. I just for me, I just haven't got time in my day to do it. So I'd rather buy from someone who grades. And now, you know, I have someone who I prefer to buy through, but I'll buy through eBay as well, or if someone sells stuff. But you know what? I recently saw something that was graded. I think it was a a seven or six or something. And it it was it was PSA, but it was a black cat card I wanted. I already own the card. I'm only getting it because it looks nice in the holder and it would be a, a nice to have a double of it that I could display. So yeah. I just bought it. And I, you know, I just, my, my preference of, of, of grading companies, just the ones that I like the look of and I'll get them to match once I've got the first couple or I'll get the rest to match. And, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. And, and the truth is too, it's like, understand that and this is going to sound strange but please please hopefully i can say this clearly enough graded cards man when someone decided to grade a card or grade any collectible they really had the million dollar idea because the one things that the one thing that gets into a collector's head when they have something is they want to be able to have the best version of that thing and grading cards really is that earworm that kind of forces you to be like, oh, because I, I get it from that perspective, right? You you're, you have cards, you look at them, you're like, oh, man, you know, my card has that little white ding on the corner. Is it maybe I should pay three hundred dollars for Therefore, a gem? It's slightly imperfect. It's slightly, <laughs> slightly imperfect. I deserve. And, you know, it gets, it's really weird. And I do see that perspective and I have had that mm-hmm. perspective. So I understand people who get that inside their head, but do, do trust me on this. And, you know, I, I think Ian would agree. That's the kind of stuff you just try to ignore 
because it's a it's a it's it's a very dangerous uh, trap. You're putting yourself into a hole that you're never going to climb out of because there's nothing perfect about any of these cards. And I am happy to be the first one to say any grading company, anything that gives it a gem mint black label ten blah 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 all this stuff. There's still imperfections on the card. Still there's someone's something. Opinion. Still someone's opinion at mm. the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's not divine divine and uh whatever it may be it's still an opinion from divine somebody proclamation else. i think is what that's it thank you yeah. sir thank you yeah it's not the divine tablets coming down from my side that's it yeah. right so you know and a lot of people who do worry about the grades are people who are spending an exorbitant amount of money mm-hmm. and the reason the grade is there is as a um as a guarantee at the end of the day and that's the truth right at the end of the day the grades are really for people who are spending an exorbitant amount of money, X amount of dollars, to ensure that they're having something authentic, graded mm. by a trusted company. Mm. That's it. Mm. So all this grading conversation, yeah, you're not missing out by not having your cards graded. Yeah. It just depends at the end of the day. Take a couple of months to decide what you want to do. Yeah. Because it is, it is, it's costly to get cards graded and at whatever the, price point. And for those that for those that do enjoy it, because some people it is the way they collect. You know, call on the gang. That's what you want to do. That's fine. Yeah, there are there are a whole host of people who enjoy it and do the whole grade reveals things when they get them back. And oh, it's like, awesome! And it's I love a, those videos. Know, I watch a, those videos all the time. Yeah, Brian yeah. from Marvel Cards Up. I watch those videos constantly when he does yeah. the CGC reveals. Yeah, they're awesome. I mean, I mean um, yeah, and I I love the fact that he does. I I personally don't watch them. It's not it's not any diss. No, I mean, no, 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 Just because personally, I you know, I'm not that fussed. You know, for me, it's like not not something that that kind of um, gets right to running is seeing yeah, yeah will yeah. it be a nine will it be an 8.5 will it be so like, mm-hmm. will it be a card yes is the answer marvelous um and um but yeah but you know if anyone's saying well one thing is it's, it's the whole coke and pepsi thing yes at the end of the day yes Doesn't matter. drink what you enjoy i actually yeah. took someone to task on group earlier on someone posted something they were really pleased with and they'd had a they'd had a um you know and this is I don't want to think this is disingenuous off the intro to this episode where I was doing a, a graded company name generator. That was just that was just me having a bit of fun, and it was something perhaps slightly inappropriately. Um, I just fancied doing as a as a fun warm up to the to the episode. But um, but someone on group showed something off, and they'd had something graded, and someone else came in and said, "Oh, they're crooks, that grading company. Uh, this you wasted your money, all this sort of stuff." And they were going at it quite hard. And I said, slow down, mate. You know, if you've got an opinion about this big grading company, make your own post. But don't come in here p***ing on someone else's chips that's something they're pleased with and they're coming in to show off. You know, don't yep. take away that guy's, that guy's feel good. Why, why are you going to so, be that you know, voice? Like, so why not, are you going to be that negativity? So, so I, you know, I don't want anyone to perceive... Uh, this conversation or anything as, as, as us taking away someone else's in, enjoy, enjoy moment in the hobby is, you know, your, your, your O face moment. I don't, I know I have it, enjoy it, love it. Um, and, 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 and go for it. You know, we all do it in our own different ways and we all collect in our own different ways. Um, so yeah, you know, viva la difference, I think. Um, uh, but I will say, because um, someone used the expression cancel culture this week, and this is the only final thing I'm going to say on this on record on here, is that the only thing that gets you cancelled in this hobby is the way that you behave. It's not what you collect. It's not what your opinion is. It's the way you voice that opinion, and it's the way you behave to others who have a different opinion. 
Yep. And that, that is, so you've got to look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, you, exactly. if you feel on the outs. Um, but more power to you, much love to you in your own personal life, you know, success and, and love and all good things to you, you know, no, no ill feelings whatsoever, but uh, behave um, poorly. And um, yeah, moving on, because we've been going for a little while now, we've got an absolute belter of a question that could be its own episode. We've already got another one that will be its own episode. So I'm going to do some very hopefully quick fire ones and then we will bid a path to the hills my friend that's right with you the hills are nice with the sound with the sound of music um i'm gonna tony perno is gonna round us off with another question in a minute Uh, i'll come to that uh but Corey Wahlberg asks how do you think the community might change as Marvel cards start to have their turn in the trading card spotlight? <laughs> I believe there is an incoming wave of collectors, investors, etc. you think? Heading directly for all things Marvel. Each community has its own hallmarks, but I think the Marvel one is the most unique. I also think that this might get particularly interesting when Marvel does blow up. I think it's happening. I think we're in it. I think we're in it. I think, I think yeah, it's going to get crazier. I think, I I think, think it's going to get crazier, yeah. I think there's some big events coming that I'm pretty sure are happening um, very soon, hopefully, um, that are going to make things even crazier. Um, Yeah, I think it's happening. I think we're in it. Yeah. And I think, how do you think the community might change? Um, It's growing. That's for sure. I I can only speak from my experience. So it's growing. I'm seeing much more Marvel content everywhere not just on instagram i'm seeing it everywhere um i'm seeing uh, more people coming into the group um some people kind of stumble into the group trip over the door and fall flat on their face others <laughs> have, uh, have had a slightly more graceful landing um uh, one thing uh, one thing i've really enjoyed we've started to say to people coming into mccw you know can you make your first person post an introduction post well oh, that's saying, been awesome anyone got any pmgs for sale Buying this, buying that, you know, and you know yeah. they're they're kind of sports people come in and they just want to buy some stuff, you know. There, there are there are there are those people, but the people that have done the introduction posts, they're fabulous stories, they're awesome tales stories, and, things. and I'm, yeah. I'm I may without blessing with their blessings actually recount some of those on a future episode. That's fun. and actually get into them a little bit because I think there's some brilliant stories and there's some there's some folk that have come in and and straight away you're like you're no longer a stranger so you know when we said about uh, we did that episode uh, before Christmas where we said you know your advice Norin was introduce yourself so we we said to people introduce yourself and it's it's the people who have it's been f- great it's awesome I mean I don't know and and I think you know Humanizes. you know you you. You and I have had that advice for people for a long time now. Um, I think what's important is that it's weird, right? You can go to a car dealership, say what you want, have that back and forth, buy the car, no hard feelings, and you're Oh, cars. What you said, card. <laughs> oh, cars, 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 cars. Right, okay. Automobiles. Vehicles, yeah. vehicles, yeah. vehicles, automobiles. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys should have said automobiles because it's just <laughs> too close. Um, you know, you can have that experience and it's done. You know, uh, no nothing, no anger, no nada. But 
what ends up happening with collectibles is that people, man, people have been here far longer than me. And they are, they know things that I, I just found out about a subset of cards that I had no idea existed from the 90s. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, I'll tell you about it after. It's insane. It was an (laughs) insane thing. Like I had no idea these even existed and not, and, and, and worse off, I had no idea that there were so many people chasing them and considering them holy grails for the set. Just no clue, no clue that was happening. And I was kind of like, man, I thought I had it pretty locked down on, on everything, on a lot of the pieces. And I thought I understood enough and I still don't. And I've been here for 10 plus years. So coming into a hobby, and, and it looks like a Facebook group and Facebook is barf, but like you really are coming into a world. You really are coming and hanging around people who really feel passionate about this stuff. Mm. And they, a lot of these people too, this is the thing to keep in mind of, they don't need the money. You know what I mean? They don't really care, you know? And some people are really like that. They're like, yeah, you can offer me a million dollars. I still wouldn't sell you this piece, but that's collectors, you know? So introducing yourself, having that community aspect and you'll eventually get what you want or you just wait on eBay like everybody else. But, you know, there's proper ways to have conversations and and to still respect each other. And I think when you come to the group asking for the biggest cards possible and be like, I'll pay for whatever, whatever, how much ever. And, you know, you're going to get blowback from that because mm-hmm. that's really not saying, you're not, you know, it's Thanks. very, it's, it's rough. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. I think I'm glad it's working out. It's so yeah. awesome to meet all these people and to hear it their is. stories. It is it's just great. And to touch on the first part, Corey, I mean, how do you think the community might change as Marvel cards start to have their turn in the trading card spotlight? I can speak for it now. I think the interesting thing at the moment is everyone's quite wound quite tight at the moment. Um, for various yes. reasons, and I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but everyone's very quick to to have a go at someone else. There's a lot of um, people that are bearing grudges against others. And any opportunity to have a snipe at that other person, they will do on a comment, yep. even though it's nothing to do with the post that's, that's being discussed. And it's, <laughs> it's a little bit like uh, grow up, seriously. Just, 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 just. It's childish. It. it is childish. It's really it childish. is silly, and and yeah. that you know that is the kind of thing that that gets people you know on, on the outs with you know with uh groups and just, communities, you just you should just putting your own foot in your mouth like yeah. what i do and this is just an option and this is what i do i have a, a group, group threads um uh no sorry group messages with like three or oh, four other threads. people yeah yeah chat mm. friends chat friends mm. which is a better way of saying it and you know what I look at the post, someone posts something and I'm like, this mother, I'm like, wait a second. I go to my chat post and then I tell my friends, my yeah, coffee is like, yeah, can yeah. you believe this? Yeah. You know, and that changes so much of a, my perspective, because some, sometimes friends are just like, well, I mean, have you thought about it this way? And it's like, oh, or it's just like, yeah, screw that person. And I no longer care afterwards. And it just blows over, you know, and I think at Facebook, you know, the news came out about how it deals with its algorithm and how it will try to show you things to upset you more often because that requires more of a Neil. Oh, wow. Reaction. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Well, explains so they'll, yeah. So we had they'll a full show moon you, day on Tuesday in the group. That explains that. Well, they'll show you things that anchor you and those mm-hmm. things will be more prevalent. So oh, they'll man. look at certain word choices or reactions and all this other yeah. stuff to get you because engagement is done 
easier. Uh, engagement is guaranteed almost when it's something you disagree with. Um, as dark as that is, and you know, yeah, all the yeah, social media yeah. stuff is pretty dark. So, you know, I think remembering that and understanding that, you know, give yourself that um, distance every chance you can get and have your close friends on you have a tight community because those are the ones that, you know, you can complain about things too and all this other stuff. And two, this hobby is really small <laughs> and oh, you, know, yeah. I've put, you know, this hobby is pretty small. And, you know, when you start putting yourself into modes where you're like, well, that's it. I'm not going to deal with this person anymore. Or, mm. That's enough of this, or this person, this person, this person, you find yourself getting lonelier and lonelier on that Island and things mm. get harder and harder to achieve and mm. to experience it, it. The card hobby doesn't become fun anymore yeah. for you yeah. very quickly. Yeah, no, I, I I completely hear what you're saying. The thing is with me, I don't, I, this is my choice, my choice. Okay. I very rarely block anyone. Oh, I you know, go crazy. I, I know. Yeah. But I, I very rarely do. Cause I'm like, you know what? A, I need to be able to, you know, cause, cause obviously the group, the group aspect of it, I kind of need to be able to see what's going on with it, but also yeah. B, it's just like, you know, there's even people who, who vitriolically detest what we do and what we stand for in the hobby. You and I, and even those people, um, I, I haven't blocked and, you know, there's no point, you know, I don't talk to them, but, and, uh, but yeah, it's why I use the hashtag one hobby. Cause there's no point in being like that. Um, personally. yeah, anyway, that's true. I agree. Um, now there is a wonderful question from David Joaquin De La Rosa. Fabulous name, David. Fabulous name. I think I know David. It's, you know, we've touched on a lot of what he said, but he sent us almost an essay. And oh, I, wow. I, I think it's great. Now we've touched on a lot of what you've asked here, David, but I want to give your, I want to give your post, your question and your thoughts proper focus, even though we've touched on them, we haven't kind of addressed exactly what you've, what you've asked and what you've submitted. And it's a long thing that you've submitted. So David, if it's all right with you, we're going to park yours and we'll do one or two things. We'll either touch on it on an episode we'll do in a, in a week or two, mm. or come on and we'll have the conversation together. That's a great idea. Up for it. Um, now, David, it might not be your cup of tea to do so, but if you're up for it, let's have a, let's have a chat. Let's, let's, let's get to know you a bit. Cause I'm all, I'm all up for that. Um, so, um, uh, David, uh, apologies for leapfrogging um, you on that, but we're not we're not rejecting. We're just putting a pin in it. All my lips are dry. Um, and final question from Tony Perna: Where oh do you feel the hobby is heading this year? To hell on a handbasket, baby! <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, he has asked another question about: Do you want to see something new as chase cards? Are you fine with what is being currently produced? It's like, well. I like, I like mm. inventiveness. I like them trying new things. So that's good. Um, but where do you feel the hobby is heading this year? Um, growing pains. I'm going to go back to that. Unfortunately. Yeah, for me. Is it where the hobby is heading this year or where the hobby is heading in general? This year was a specific phrasing. That's a good so idea. 2022. So I think. I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see certain 
points and events that take place over this year, mm. I think we're going to see a sale of a card um, at, a, at a crazy price, something that we never thought before would happen. I think we'll see that soon. Interesting. Yep. Um, I think we're going to see certain collections and certain big collections changing hands. And I think we've already seen a lot and of that being happening. Broken up. That's, and being broken up. So mm-hmm. I think you are going to see cards coming up on eBay that you didn't mm-hmm. think have come up yet or were going to come up. And we're going to see cards that are going to be in quotations of table. And I think that's going to happen. A major thing of that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think we're also going to see more than the one or two celebrities we already have collecting Marvel cards start showing themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's happening too. Um, you know, we have we have Steve Aoki who just showed a blue Spider-Man PMG on his. Oh feed. wow! Okay. Um, so he's collecting, which is pretty fun. And you know, we had that other celebrity who opened up a '90s pack and got a hologram Wolverine. Ben, um, I just blanked on his name. The guy from Parks and Rec. Um, what? You've never seen Parks and Rec? Oh, I've heard of it. I've not seen it. Oh, this guy's great. This guy's great. Is is that one of the guys off that? Yeah. Yeah. So he's, I put him on my feed. It's, it's really awesome that he's doing it. He is just like, he's great, man. He's really funny and a really good actor on top of that. But he opened up a pack and he bought himself a nineties box and he's been opening a pack every day. Oh, cool. And he finally hit the Wolverine hologram that he had as a kid. So he was showing it. It's it's actually a really Uh sweet story, but I think we're going to see more of that happening for sure. And I think um, the other big points that are going to happen are going to be like, I, I, I'm ready. I'm excited to see characters we haven't seen before possibly come back. Oh, absolutely. We just had yeah. um, an awesome thing from Marvel Legends for the game, GameStop. Oh, GameStop, Wave 4, yes. Wave 4, which has characters in there that haven't been around for a while. So mm. I'm personally really excited. And I think a lot mm. of other people will be too for characters they collect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see new, <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of things changing in the industry, yeah. especially with fanatics acquiring tops. And oh, yeah. I'm hoping that by the end of this year, we'll see some cards in hand that will be released and we'll be pleasantly surprised by yeah, what they are and the excitement of opening packs. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I see that happening more and more. I see sketch cards becoming more rare. Um, I see yes. a lot of things occurring um, that are going to be really fun. I see dead people walking around like regular well, obviously. people. Yep. Or, or uh, skies <laughs> of blue, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, I I see. What do I see? I'm not sure what I see actually, because I weirdly I I look at it in terms of what I see myself doing with my collection, Mm. Um, and I see myself refining it even more i've made some decisions today to part with stuff that i'd like to keep but i don't think i can 
necessarily carry on spending time investing in them if I'm going to complete anything. So, you know, I'm choosing to part with stuff and slim down even further. Um, I am, as of uh, today, I've, I've been trying to lose weight recently and I'm down to 95 kg, which is wow, which I'm pleased with. So, um, so yeah, I've no idea what that is in pounds, but 95 kg, um, I hit today, which I'm pleased with. Um, that's awesome. I want, thank you. I need to, um, yeah, I just need to um, carry on staying focused. And I think I would say, you know, for a lot of people, I think that's going to be that's going to be the, the factor this year, because there are a lot of people. You know, people have talked. We've talked about this, and people have mentioned it in their questions. There are people with big amounts of money to spend, but there's equally loads of people who don't have that kind of income, who, who can't spend that kind of money on cards, um, and it's how you. What do you do? do you, you know, it's now becoming, it's getting to the point where it's no longer affordable for some of the people who could dive in relatively yeah. big time into a new stack release. Now can't do it because of the price of boxes. Um, so they are having to make some tough decisions as to whether they're, they're out. And a lot of them actually said, right, I'm out. Not bought anything new. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a huge price hike from like what we were used to to yeah. what it is now. And I, um, yeah. So a lot of people have walked away. So I think, I mean, you know, to, to a certain extent, there will always be that churn in the market. Um, but I think there are equal amounts of new people coming in, not just the people who are big spenders. Um, and hopefully they'll stick around. I tell you what's been reassuring for me this week is seeing the um, enthusiasm at the, and I'm going to say relatively, and it is in terms of UD's output, of late um affordable marvel annual set that's pretty exciting and it's just nice to have that page turn since marvel uh, since metal universe x-men yes it's nice to have that page turn it's nice to see a different card set um pop up um and to have people getting into it and you know already people are starting to post some um pretty decent hits that they're excited about oh yeah and that's what it's about you know, and they look fun, man. They look really yeah. cool. So yeah. I'm really, yeah, so, I'm excited. you know, hopefully, you know, for, for everyone, you know, the year ahead involves a, a hell of a lot of, you know, what we sign off with, um, which, you know, which would be really cool. Um, uh, I'm not quite ready for it yet. So don't jump, jump. I was just about to do you it. Know, I was like, is this there. it? Is this my no, moment? No, I, I was is setting you hint? up and then I, I realized, okay. I realized that I'll, I'll circle back to that because I'm just saying, I wanted to say to the people, we haven't got to everyone's questions. So to John Wheeler, apologies. We haven't got to yours. Andy care. Apologies. We didn't quite get to yours. Andy. Yours is a really good one. Um, Darren Cochran just said, I'm so far behind on the podcast. Love what you do, guys do. So informative. <laughs> great work, guys. So thank you. Not so much as a question, as a statement. Um, is nice there statement, though. anyone else we missed? I think that was pretty much everyone, apart from the aforementioned um, David Joaquin de la Rosa. Um, and we will we will give your um, your thoughts the, the the room that they they deserved. Um, but but yeah, he he said some really really cool stuff. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm uh, listen. Thank thank you to everyone who who submitted some stuff. Um, I love doing these episodes because it get, gets us talking about stuff that we might nor normally cover in the course of business. Um, yep. Uh, I I I love the people that even might not love us at the moment. That's absolutely fine. You know, do what you do, collect what you collect. Absolutely fine. You know. Um, if you don't need me to say, 
That's absolutely fine. Of course, it's absolutely fine. It's a ridiculous thing to say. Um, please do rate, review, and subscribe to the Marvel Car Collectors podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And on our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter, find us at the MCC Pod. Send us an email, send us a voicemail. And as ever, my friend, enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Car Collectors podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Car Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting. Collecting.